The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, I'm Rebecca Lowe, host of NBC's coverage of the Premier League. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't-miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Plus, be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. The unfolding of the game. Robbie, 1-0 to Arsenal. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang putting the gunners ahead. Yeah, and Arsenal playing fantastic football in the first half. Saka involved there. It's a brilliant through ball there, though, isn't it? Sabayas really sets this move up. And a little clever little move. Perfectly weighted pass. Aubameyang makes it 1-0. Then we got the red card. What did you think? Didn't even touch the ball at all when he came on in Ketia? Yeah, it, it's a shame. I don't think he's meaning to it. Not relevant. It, it's not serious foul play. It's not excessive force. It is endangering the safety of the opponent. It was a nasty challenge with his leg outstretched, and referee only needed one glance on the sideline to give him a red. So then Ketia went off. Arsenal down to 10 men, and Leicester back in it. What did you make of the goal? Well, you've been hearing me moan a lot about it all season long. You know, in terms of our system for checking offside, it's imperfect. We've seen them use those angles that it looks like he's offside initially and call that conclusive. And th to throw another complicated scenario in here, it looks like it does touch Perez, which resets the offside line, which they never drew. They're saying on that initial pass... Jamie Vardy, because of another angle, was onside. Yeah, the PGMOL we've spoken to, they're saying that... The, I hope you could follow. Yeah, I just about got that. They're saying that Ayazi Perez, forget that. They're looking yeah. purely when the ball was passed, was Vardy onside yeah, or offside? They're he was onside. And they said he was onside, although he maybe like looked offside. Um, but that's but how, how crucial a goal and a point could that be for Leicester? Well, it's big for Leicester and a good reaction. I thought they would change the system. They didn't. They just upped their game maybe 10%. And Arsenal dropped theirs 10%. I was just surprised, Carla, that, you know, after enjoying the way that they played, the energy, the quality, the link-up play, the, the width, etc., they played with in the first half, they came up very flat in the second half. And, and, you know, they got themselves into trouble a little bit, unfortunately, right, with Enketia with the red card. It was the correct court, kind of accidental, but still catching pretty high up. And Leicester deserved that point in the end, but it was, it was there for Arsenal at half-time. And it's a shame, too, against Wolves, we saw the commitment to close down space, to stay in shape, to stay balanced throughout almost the entire game. You know, and Wolves are a very difficult counter-attacking team to play with. They, they almost welcomed and invited Leicester back into the game. And we thought for a second, we were in here in the studio saying, you know, they're not going to survive this. Arsenal's going to not survive this. Mm -hmm. and, and going down a man almost gave them a little more defensive shape, even though they were sort of bunkered in. Do you think Leicester will make top four now? <sighs> yeah, I think they will. Do you think they'll make it? Do you think they'll make it, Robbie? Taking a look at the table? I, I, I just think they might get pipped. I think they might get pipped. I think United are playing so well right now. Um, yeah, I think they'll finish fifth. Well, fifth might still be OK for Champions okay, League. Yeah. If the ban from UEFA right. for Manchester City is upheld, we'll should know about that some point next week. So fifth could be Champions League spots. Let's take you back to North London right now and hear from Brendan Rodgers, the lesser manager. But first, here is the man who got the equaliser, Jamie Vardy. Jamie, what's the overall feeling? Is it pride at getting yourselves back in the game or frustration that you didn't manage to kill them off when they were down to ten? No, 
think we've got to, got to say definitely pride getting back into the game. We, we had to keep moving the ball, keep them running when they've gone down to 10, and it was just all about being patient, and we've got one, and then after that we've tried going on to get a win, just wasn't too bad to be. How much was it about focus once they went down to 10, knowing what to do in those circumstances? Yeah, 100% focus, but like I said, it was just down to keeping the ball, keeping it moving as quick as possible to get them running, try and tire them out a bit, and we've managed to nick one at the end. Did it fire you up at all, Aubameyang getting a goal as well? Because there's a red-hot race between the two of you. No, you don't have to look at anything like that. It's, at the end of the day, it's all about putting performances in for, for the club and picking up as many points as possible. And I've said before, it doesn't really matter who scores as long as we are picking them points up. Also, as well, bear in mind, the Champions League spots, important to keep Arsenal at arm's length. I think it was just important to, to get a result. Obviously, we got the win at the weekend, so we wanted to keep that momentum going and we picked up a point today, so now it's back into training and focusing for next week. Brendan, what's your overall assessment of the game, the way it panned out and the eventual result? I thought we started the game very well and then we, we conceded the goal and then I think from that moment for about 15-20 minutes the game became a little bit basketball. You know, we had uh, chances in it but there was too much space and we didn't quite press it well enough. Um, so we had a few chances in the first half, they had obviously um, a few as well. Uh, so we just needed to come together at half time and uh, just reinforce a couple of items with them without the ball. And I thought the second half we were outstanding. I've got to say, um, much quicker in a play, connected the game really well. And um, and even 11 v 11, I thought we were the better team in terms of, so we looked like we were, uh, we were going to score. So, um, and then I was really pleased with how we managed then with uh, 11 v 10, because it's never easy, so many men behind the ball. But we kept the patience in that last 50 minutes. God deserved goal. And, um, and if we could have made the final pass a little bit cleaner, we could have got on and won the game. But listen, we'll take a point from it, and uh, it could be a very, very important, important point for us. What does the point do for you overall? Well, I think it's I think it's huge for us. You know, Arsenal, as you see, they've been on a really, really good run, playing with big confidence. Uh, but we'd have been able to come here after a tough game at the weekend, uh, come away, play well. Can't win the game, but we don't lose it, so it's really good for the spirit. And uh, we'll now get ready and, and go into uh, into the game of the weekend. But I think it, it gives us great confidence again to continue with this mindset and just uh, stay focused on the next game. The post-match thoughts now of manager Mikel Arteta. Mikel, what's your verdict on the game tonight and also the sending off? Well, I'm extremely proud of our team, the way we played against this type of opposition, how dominant we were. The first half that we made were clearly we should have gone 3-4-0 up mm. and killed the game, and that's what you have to do against this type of opposition. With the red card decision, he doesn't see the player. You have to know that he's a young kid. He can be a red card, but then Leicester has to play with 10 men after 42 minutes. For which particular challenge? For one challenge that is between the 40 and the 45 minutes, that has to be offside as well, uh, red card as well. Sorry, specifically which challenge are you talking about? One challenge about? that is between the 40th and the 45th minutes. What did you make of the fact that the referee booked Eddie Nketa, but then went to the monitor himself? I don't understand the rules since I've been in this country the last year. I've never seen a referee check any of the images. It's the rules. We can do nothing. I can do nothing now. Because it was a yellow card, you can actually appeal the red card now. 
do you think you'll do so and there isn't a possibility of a, a further game? I don't know. How damaging is it to lose him potentially four or three games in the running? Yeah, we lost two points today that, in my opinion, we completely deserve. We lost Eddie, I don't know. They would decide now for how many games. It doesn't matter. We will go to against the Spurs again on Saturday, full gas to try to win the three points. Taking the positives, what about the quality of your goal? The ball from Ceballos, uh, Saka's control and the finish. They played tremendously well. The fixtures that we are having in terms of time and recoveries are really, really difficult. But you can see the effort, the intensity and the quality that the players are putting in. That's where, again, I'm extremely proud of our players. Is, there a, is your overall feeling one of frustration of what might have been tonight? might have happened yeah but we have to learn as well that uh, when you play against this opposition you have to kill them when you have them you have to kill them and then it's the fourth time since i've been here that we play with 10 men and it's not possible for that long period to play like this against this opposition you're gonna suffer i didn't like the goal we considered but it's part of what it is the Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta seeming very frustrated there, Robbie, mm. by a number of things. Do you understand that? Yeah, well, yeah, I think he's frustrated that the second half wasn't quite the same. I think he's frustrated that Aketa got the red card, but I agree with Carl. I think it was the correct call at the time. I think he needs to take the positives. I think there's definite progression we're seeing now with Arsenal with the way they're playing. I think the front three that started the game tonight were exciting, were dynamic, were creative. Um, I, I kind of liked what I saw there. And, and I think in the second half... Once you get on 10 men, you're under pressure. Again, the need for a centre-back is still very strong in my mind, Think, looking at that. And Mustafi didn't get there. David Luiz didn't get there. They definitely need a centre-back to be even stronger defensively. Kyle. Yeah, I agree. And um, I, I think ultimately, if you look at the balance of, of the last two games, you take, you take positives. I mean, did their energy levels dip a little bit? Did they welcome Leicester back into the game? I think Leicester deserves a little bit of credit for, for being a better team in the second half. And... You know, ultimately, slowly starting to piece some things together. So it could be, it could be pretty easy to be critical of their second half performance, but they've been playing a lot of games in a short time yeah. period. I think it's it's trending in a positive direction. It was a bit close as well for Chelsea <laughs> at the end, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, they they play some great football, Chelsea, but the defensive worries issues remain. Forty six goals now conceded. That's the same as tenth place Burnley. Um, so that's where their, their issues can. You know, at halftime expected Chelsea to be get back in control of the game. They couldn't. They couldn't control the game with their football. And that's the, the defensive partnership of Zuma and Christensen. Again, some good, but a lot worryingly poor, particularly from Christensen today. The top half of the table looks like this. Chelsea, with the win, take themselves into third. That's how they're ending the day because of Leicester dropping points. They drop down to fourth. So as things stand, Chelsea now in the top three, six points behind Man City, but they've played a game more. Here is Frank Lampard. How big do those three points feel here and now? Well, they're big. They're big because of the position we're in. We know it's tight um, in and around us. And uh, it's nice mentally to be third for maybe a short period, but that's what it is. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think we, the game could have been more comfortable for us tonight. Then we could have lost those three points and probably got one at the end. So um, maybe at this crucial period, it's nice to dwell on the three points. But my job as well is to look at ways that we can get better, and we still can. What qualities, Frank, finally, did we see in your team tonight that were vital to securing this result? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there was a bit of everything. There was some good, there was some good and bad from us. I think um, game management, we weren't great. There were moments in the game where we should take the sting out of it and, and have more control um, and be clinical as well on our counter-attacks and our opportunities in the second half. But 
I must also lean on the fact that, you know, Kepa makes a, a great fingertip save at the end. Kurt Zuma makes a great tackle. Sometimes you, you work hard for your luck over a course of a season. That ball hits the post and bounces out. A lot of those have bounced the other way for us as well. So um, I will hold on to that and uh, we move forward to the weekend. So, Carl, we'll start with you with the game between Watford and Norwich. This yeah. was a huge opportunity for Watford. We said before the game, they got it. They, it looks so much better all of a sudden for them down there. Yeah, I mean, they're not out of it, right? I mean, it looks better because... Um... If they lost this game, we talked about it beforehand, it was going to be devastating. So they can take that, move on, get get a couple more performances, and they'll be good. I mean, I just can't believe how close it was with Norwich, so that's got to be a little bit of a worry. Bottom half of the table, how crucial could that win be for Watford? They're now four points clear of that bottom three. For Norwich, by the way, they're ten points adrift, and if they now go and lose against West Ham on Saturday, they will be relegated. Let's hear from the two managers, Daniel Farker, but first, here is Nigel Pearson. How important a result was it, Nigel? Obviously, you would have had other opportunities to win games and pick up points, but against a team that's bottom of the table, did yeah, it feel yeah. like more tonight? Well, I think there was added pressure because of that. Um, and players are certainly not uh, immune to that added pressure of expectation, even though we've, we know that we're not playing in the way that we can do. We, we've... We've not really found our rhythm, um, and it's frustrating more than anything. And, and so sometimes the frust frustration can come across in, in the wrong way. But look, I, I work with them on a daily basis, and you know the owners have been very supportive. That the staff have been really good in terms of continuing to try and create the atmosphere which is right for us. But like I say, it, it's a win today. We, we know we've been in a really tough game on another day. It might not go our way, but, but we, we take it. So if it was more or less hopeless before this game kicked off, what would you say now? Yes, it's unrealistic for us to, to speak about that we that we stay in this league. We know this. Uh, we know our our points. Uh, we we also can read the table, and it doesn't mean make sense right now. Yeah, to, to give any fighting messages. But uh, we gave the fighting message uh, today on the pitch. We we kept going even before the game. We knew that probably we won't stay in this league. But but there was a really good performance, committed performance, uh, also quality performance. Yeah, just this little bit of, of lack of individual quality was determining, and uh, we keep going exactly in this way. Uh, also for the last four games. I want uh, us to, to show pride, to deliver performances and uh, to be there with, a, with the best possible outcome. So even today, we were till the last second, we were fighting uh, for a good result. And that's also our, our um, yeah, attitude uh, for, the, for the last games. Mo Salah, so close to getting a hat-trick there, Robbie, at the mm -hmm. end, which would have just been the icing and the cherry on the cake for Liverpool today. Mm -hmm. They were back to looking like pretty much their best. Yeah, I mean, I think um, when you have an open game of football against Brighton, that's probably going to be the result. They're that much better than Brighton. Again, there's a whole new gear they can go to off the bench. We've seen that the last couple of games now. Five really good players come into the game in the second half, and that was just too much for Brighton. Brighton, I, I kind of like what they've become. They're a very different team to what they were last season. Different style, different manager, different players, uh, different points tally. But the, but Liverpool, when they want to go up that extra gear, have got it, and they, they cruised in the second half. Your thoughts after that one, Kyle? Well, Brighton obviously gifted them the first two goals and missed a lot of chances. I mean, they, they were very much in this. The score line is more a testament to, I think, the difference in quality when the opportunities came and Liverpool were able to up that gear. 
what's very clear, and we were just laughing about it a little bit, Mo Salah will not pass the ball for the rest of the season <laughs> no. on his way to trying to chase down Jamie Vardy and... Uh, you know, it's just, it's kind of always been a fun little thing, even when there's been fights between he and Mane. Having two players that are that good at scoring and a number nine that's that willing to let them fight it out <laughs> is one of the things that makes them good. Quick question about the five substitutions. There's been some talk about possibly it happening next season. What do you think about five subs? Are you happy to stay with five or do you want to go back to three for the new season? Oh, well, I want to go back to three. Yeah. For sure. But... If next season's going to be truncated and tighter, there might be an argument that they continue it next season. I don't like it. I understand why it is now, and I agree with, with the, the amount of games that are getting played, but I like it as three. It starts getting like a whole different team out there, and, and it stops. I, I, just, I just prefer it the way it was. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. They're already the fastest team to reach 30 wins in the history of English football. They're still on pace to, to break the record points total, which is 100 held by Man City two years ago. Still on pace to get the most amount of wins in a season, on pace for 33, record is 32. And the points gap to second at the moment, they're on pace to absolutely smash that. The record is 19. At the moment, they're on pace to win the league by 25 points. And let's take you back to the South Coast and hear from the Liverpool boss, Jurgen Klopp. Jürgen, three more points. Good game to watch. How much did both teams play their part tonight? Oh, yes, absolutely. We started really well. And then we left the door open for Brighton. And Brighton, I said before the game, is a really, really good football team. And um, in the end, it was a little bit... Uh, we had to adapt a little bit. We knew what they want to do, but it's anyway difficult to defend it. We had to adapt a little bit, did that, but not completely because we want to push through. Our, our our football as well so means um, you leave one or two players in a position where um, if you win the ball that you have then a directed chance for a counter attack and stuff like this that's what they did Brighton took risk eh, in their in their positioning we be uh, and in the build-up as well we won before the first two goals to super balls could have scored more but first half I said in half time to the boys it's 2-1 but they deserve that goal they could have scored three we play well but they could have scored three goals we could have scored more as well so open game nice nice to watch your ride and um, in the end we win it and that's all good but the injury of Hendo obviously is a massive uh, we don't know exactly, we have to wait, but it doesn't look as it is nothing, and that means in this period of the season, of course. Yeah. Can you enlighten us as to what, because we're not really aware as to what he's done at this stage? And, uh, no, I don't know exactly, but it's um, kind of a little bit in the knee, I don't know, we will see. We, we have to make scans, but it, that's obviously we know that it's not um, nothing, mm. and so that's already enough. Well, we, we wish him all the best. You scored him. those two goals early on. Put yourselves in a commanding position. The high press 
that we saw at that stage. Was that a key part of your strategy against this team? <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Uh, not a lot of teams do it um, against us. Usually they shoot, and, and Brighton stopped it then as well. Uh, shot the ball then long to burn, and um, that's all okay. But then you have to be there for second balls um, and, and, and all things. So it's, it's just whatever the, whatever the, the, the we don't have real influence on what the, team, the other team is doing. We have to react and for the for the for the playing build-up, we had a super we had super solution. I liked how we how we did it, um, and then for all the rest, how is that? They they left two kind of offensive players between the line when when we when they won the ball, then it was difficult to protect that. Um, we did pretty well in most of the situations, but when you lose the ball in the wrong moment then they have an advantage and that's where they had the two chances and that's where they, they scored a goal as well. Um, we have the throw in, um, it takes a while until we, we, we find a free player, then we have the free player but we lose the ball directly and that's a moment which um, that doesn't help when you lose the ball then. So they, how I said, they deserved that goal and, and but we scored then the third one, could have scored again more really big chances and um, but yeah, all good. It was a big occasion for young Nico Williams in the fullback slot tonight. You made a change at half time, yeah. but how valuable 45 oh, no. minutes will that be for Oh, him? no, no, no. I know in football it's like this. If you take a player off after 45 minutes and everybody thinks that anything to do, it's not good for the player. Actually, I don't care about this. It was about just he had a yellow card. And um, the situation on that, on that side was that we, we didn't protect him well enough. It was one or two times they could really go through there. So, and Nico, he is his first professional game. I cannot tell him, don't do a challenge anymore. So um, that was the reason, the only reason. And then we could bring Robo, um, but that, that's all good. I liked a lot where he's, he's confident and all that stuff in the two situations with yellow card and the other foul situation. That's, uh, we will learn that. That's absolutely no problem. Um, I liked a lot how he played. Mo Salah is creeping up on Jamie Vardy and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. He now has 19 Premier League goals for the season. Vardy leads the way with 22. And how about this for a ratio? 104 Premier League games played by Mo Salah, 73 goals, 27 assists. It means he has been involved in 100 Premier League goals in just 104 appearances. Here he is. Two goals tonight. In all honesty, do you think it should have been three? <laughs> Let's 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 go for the next one. I don't have to focus in the game. It's already over, so I have to look for the next one. That's fair enough. What we shall focus on, though, is that 19 now in the Premier League for the season. You know what? The next question's coming, don't you? That, the golden boot and the target is only you're only two away from it now. Let's take it game by game. Let's take it game by game. West Ham nil, Burnley one was the final score in East London. Sue check with a chance early doors. Yeah, again, this is a game that West Ham, I'm sure, would have felt that they, they had to win. Uh, Suchek's been really good for West Ham out of the midfield, loves to get forward and it's got a couple of goals recently. Nick Pope there right in the middle of the goal to make a comfortable save. And, and Charlie Taylor, good left back, good defensively, good ball into the centre. I just love this header. It's just a nicely timed run, doesn't have to jump. He's just kind of cushions it almost into the far corner to put Burnie 1-0 up. And West Ham United, of course, in the second half are going to... And try and get back into it. There's a little bit of pressure they had. First shot from Mikel Antonio. And then Sebastian Allaire, Rebecca, with a brilliant opportunity from, what is that, like seven yards out? Mm. I mean, got to score there. Got to score. They have Villa. Uh, no, they have Norwich next game, West Ham United. And that really is a must win. That is their run-in, as you say. Norwich away next. Watford. Then they finish with Manchester United and Aston Villa on the last day of the season, which you never know at this rate could be Pretty tasty indeed. Let's hear from manager David Moyes after we've heard from the West Ham keeper, Lucas Fabianski. And what was the mood in the dressing room after that? 
I think we're all disappointed with the with the result and uh, in some ways with the with the performance. Uh, I think uh, we we all knew what was at stake. I think this game could put us in a in a very strong position, but um, well, we, we lost the game. So so again, we are back in a uh, in a difficult uh, situation. It's still everything uh, up to us, but, but it could have been uh, a little bit uh, different. David, commiserations today on this defeat. Is this a case of ruining ruining those early opportunities? Yeah, I thought we had we had a right few chances today and we didn't take them. And, uh, you know, Burnley, I have to give them great credit for the way they defended. They, they threw everything on the lines. You'd have thought they were the team who were in a relegation position the way they defended today. They were they were terrific, their defending, the way they blocked and got in the way of all the shots. But we missed a couple of really big chances. You know, Mickey Antonio had a good one. Seb had won as soon as he came on. So, you know, we had, we had opportunities and we just didn't take them today. When you look at the form, although Manchester United are fifth right now, Kyle, do you see United being favourites over Leicester to clinch a top four spot if it if it stays at four, not five? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, it's it's we've been saying this for a few games now. They're the best team in the restart, and today was a really interesting test to see if they could keep up that energy level without changing the squad and. By the way, any other team that's arguing they can't keep those energy levels up, you know, their manager's going to be look at them and say, how are these guys performing at this level, Robbie? And I just think you, I get ahead of myself and think of next season and what yeah. this, this team is capable of, but I, I don't see them slowing down. I think they absolutely get in the top four. They're almost casting this big red shadow over the teams ahead of them, Roberto. Like, this juggernaut's coming in. The most impressive thing I can say today was it wasn't sparkling for all the game. But Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has created an environment that allows players to succeed. Mason Greenwood comes in, a young player, looks fantastic. Bruno Fernandes comes into the football club, seeing his influence on the game. Paul Pogba, first half, was really disciplined in his role. Second half, he could get forward. Nemanja Matic, we're thinking, well, have we seen the best of him? I heard Luke Shaw talk the other day about the atmosphere around the football club, how it's changed. He said, we look forward to games, but we look forward to training. I can imagine at the moment there's a real smile around, around um, Old Trafford. Very quickly, Villa, gone? Yeah, can't score a goal, Rebecca. Samata Davies, not, not good enough. Wesley wasn't great when he was fit. There's no goals in the team. You don't score goals, you don't win matches. Another really good victory for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's men. It's 17 unbeaten in all competitions. And since the restart, look at that. Just the one draw and four straight wins, all by a three-goal cushion. They are now the first team to win four straight matches by three or more goals in the history of the Premier League, would you believe? Here is Paul Pogba. Paul, another excellent performance. That makes Manchester United the first team in Premier League history to win by three goals or more in four consecutive games. Does that put in perspective just how good Manchester United are right now? We, we're really pleased with, uh, with ourselves, but we know we have to carry on as well. Yeah. We talk before the game, we talk in training that we have to carry on. That's what, that's what Manchester is, it's a big club and uh, you want to keep the level up always. And uh, the performance today and the past few weeks, they are, they, are, they are very good and they are the standard of Manchester United, I think. Is that the balance though? Hit the heights but keep your feet on the ground? Always. We never, I mean, we didn't win the Premier League. I mean, that's the, that's the goal. And uh, we didn't win anything this year. So obviously we have to keep working, there's a lot to do. A lot. Your first goal of the season. Good moment for you. Looks like you placed it beautifully. Uh, yeah, uh, today was. Uh, I was. I just had uh, one shot, and uh, I kind of know the goalkeeper, 
and uh, been training, trying in training to, been trying the, this last games that to score a goal. It didn't come, and today you arrived, and I'm really pleased to to help the team as uh, much as I can. You're a senior pro by comparison. What is it like to play alongside Mason Greenwood? This teenage sensation. Uh, it's very good. I always, like I said before, I enjoy to see them play in front. I enjoy this kid in training in the in the game, and I will keep pushing him to be at the top. He has so much to he has so much to do again. He can uh, do even more, and uh, what he's doing right now is a uh, is just uh, this talent, and he, he he showed that he can play in this team. We touched on it before the game. You gave such a joyous interview the other day, talking about how happy you are and how much you're enjoying yourself. Your feelings towards staying at the club changed. Are you in a different place mentally? Right now, uh, like I said, I've been injured for a very long time. Uh, I focus on myself and uh, get back out of the team as much as I can. And uh, this year we have two goals: is to win, to win the, to go for the Europa League and the, the FA Cup. So we focus on that. How much do you feel you are now on? Both Chelsea and Leicester City's shoulders after this? Well, um, it all depends on now. We are our own enemy. We have to play like we like we did, not like the first 15 minutes, but uh, we, we finished the game. That's, that's great, and you have to carry on like this. Great stuff, Paul. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Bournemouth would have loved all three points. It had to settle for one. Tottenham so patchy since the restart. A couple of wins, a couple of draws and a defeat as well. Let's hear from Eddie Howe, but first here's the Tottenham boss. Not happy again about VAR. And the VAR, by the way, was Michael Oliver. Here's Jose Mourinho. Well, Jose, that turned into a, a long game with all the added time. How do you, when you look back on it, how do you, how do you feel about taking a point tonight? I feel that powerful people doesn't like to be criticized. That's my my comment. And from here, you can take it the way the way you want. Powerful people doesn't like to be criticized. It was a, a big decision for the referee very early in the match, wasn't it? The challenge on Harry Kane for the referee and for the um, the VAR um, referee for both. One because doesn't see at the five meters distance what everybody could see like us 50 meters distance and secondly because um, the VAR had all the opportunities to see what is obvious and I don't go further than this I, I, I stay I stay I stay here what about the rest of the game? I mean, it was they the were rest a bit unlucky. The game, they were a bit unlucky at the end, weren't they? With that, well, that, that the rest of the game, uh, the rest of the game, and this is not a critic at all, because they are fighting for uh, for every point. It was not a critic at all. It was just that decision to play very different than what they used to do. Uh, today they were. Uh, more defensive, they were direct, they are a team that normally wants to have the ball and, and to play, they didn't, everything was direct, 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 which is a tactical option that uh, I don't criticize, uh, just to say that uh, they, made it, they made it difficult for us. Uh, we were for a long time slow in our, in our actions, we didn't have um, sharpness in, uh, in attacking areas. I made changes uh, that I think uh, improved the team. Uh, the team in the last 15, 20 minutes was, uh, of course, the period where we were more, uh, more dominant. 
but um, again, the game stopped too many, too many times. They broke uh, the rhythm of it. But uh, I think the big, the big moment of uh, the big moment of the game has again one name. But I'm tired to to tell it. So enough is enough. Everybody knows. So many games coming. After the, one after the other, um, pretty big one for you at the weekend. You'll need to be sharp for that one. Yeah, um, Arsenal resting for 48 hours already. Uh, everybody enjoying uh, a nice dinner and watching us on on TV. And uh, in 48 hours we have we have to play, but we will go. Do you think, from what you saw today, you've seen enough? fills you with positivity in your games that you have left? I think we, we saw the heart that we've been crying out for. That I wouldn't say hasn't been there. I just don't, don't think we've dealt with the, the pressure of the situation. I've said that many times. Uh, I think today we responded in the way that only we know we can, and that's just to give everything to the match. That was a huge physical effort today. And I credit the players for, for delivering it. We're unlucky not to win. Um, but I'm very, very pleased that you know, we stopped the losing run. We couldn't continue to lose games. We would have had no chance. So who knows how big that point could be. So every team has now played 34 games and this is the table with four matches for everybody to play. The top four, Liverpool, City, Chelsea and Leicester, but Manchester United are hot on their heels, just a point further back. Then there's a gap to Wolves in sixth. Sheffield United up to seventh, dropping Arsenal and Tottenham to eighth and ninth, respectively. Burnley with four to go are sitting nicely in tenth. Bottom half, Southampton up to twelfth, Everton in eleventh. Next comes the safety of Newcastle, Palace and Brighton. Then it gets a little bit more tense with West Ham and Watford level on 31 points. They're three points clear of the drop zone, which continues to have the same three throughout Project Restart. Bournemouth and Villa have switched places, but stay in the drop zone. Norwich, 10 points from safety, and that means that Norwich this Saturday will be relegated if they lose against West Ham United, or even if they get a point against the Hammers and it's coupled with a Watford result of any kind positively, draw or win against Newcastle, and the Canaries are down. So make sure you join us Saturday morning. 10 hours of live coverage for you, 7 a.m. building up to that game. Norwich against the Hammers. Watford Newcastle at the same time on Gold and also on Peacock. Liverpool Burnley, NBCSN at 10 to NBC at 12.30 for Sheffield United against Chelsea and back to NBCSN for Brighton Man City. That is how your Saturday will start. We'll see you then. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.